0: So real quick note before we start the show, uh, I did not record Damon's side of this conversation the entire episode.
1: You know, uh, I know that queer people get uh, erased from culture a lot, but, not but like know, I, never, this. I never thought it'd be you, TJ. I I'm, never thought it'd be you.
0: I'm, I'm going to try to uh, do my best to uh, mix his funny, wonderful commentary <laughs> that I love so much And uh, make it audible, uh, but just want to know, I just want to apologize in advance. Uh, It's going to sound a little crappier than usual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I think you're up to the challenge, DJ. I'll see what I can do. Thanks for listening. Podcast is a disease.
1: Actually, uh, I would agree with you.
0: I feel like it's more like a virus. Maybe a you
1: know, viruses they can't be eliminated. Uh, but disease, can disease be cured?
0: <laughs> can disease be cured? Hmm. I don't know.
1: Well, I think viruses you can't. I think you can prevent against viruses, but it's hard to actually eliminate viruses. Um just realized my last Actual scientific discussion of viruses was probably around
0: 1995. Well, the common cold is a virus, and I don't have it right now, so you can. So
1: it probably doesn't exist. (laughs) Using the logic of art,
0: you can get over it at some point, at least. Welcome to Your Inner Child's An Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they were any good. My name is DJ, and
1: my name is Damon.
0: Um. Do you have any more medical advice for our, or uh, discussions for our listeners?
1: Uh, You want to starve a fever? (laughs) And do you want to eat up a sore? I don't
0: know. Today we're going to talk about The Matrix, 1999. And I got to say, I'm pretty excited. I loved this movie, and you did not. So that makes it a fun choice.
1: (laughs) And I immediately launched into a rant that I apparently had stored up for years.
0: I had to stop you because it's like, save it for the tape. <laughs> <sighs>
1: uh, I don't know if I hated it at the time, but I remember sort of being like a little bit exhausted by it. Like the vision, the effects were cool. And the yeah, things, I guess were cool. Uh, but the uh, actual plot was a little too stoner <laughs> like, What if none of this went And I'm like, fuck off. How about that? How about instead of none of it's real, shut the fuck up. You're not as smart as you think you
0: are. Well, this is definitely one that, like, when it was ever, nobody knew. Because you can't really explain this movie in a trailer very well. Like, what it's actually about.
1: In a world. In a world that's fake. Done. Don LaFontaine, get in here.
0: (laughs) Cut it, print it. (laughs) And I feel like at least on people that I knew and my my friends and stuff, because this was still high school when this came out, We were, I was like not interested at all. I was like, Keanu Reeves, you mean Bill and Ted Keanu Reeves? No, I'm good. Right. <laughs> and then people were like freaking out about it that had actually seen it and it like, the the news got out. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the people who were selling the movie had something to do with that, but you know, like that people were actually, it was really good and you should go see it and it's, you know, yeah, going to blow your that. mind.
1: It had a word-of-mouth feel
0: yeah. Me, like. yeah, It also
1: is, you just reminded me, the movie that ensured we would never be rid of Keanu Reeves. Yes. Got into an argument. On July 4th, the person...
0: Nation's b- birthday.
1: Keanu Reeves isn't good. He's only good in these roles where he has to be an idiot. Like vapid. Yeah, just like an emotionless cipher for the audience. But yeah. anytime he has to, you know, feel something or, God forbid... Have an accent from a specific place Oof. in the world. Yeah, um, it's just a disaster, and I've ne- I haven't seen the John Wicks. Please don't write in with the John Wicks.
0: John's Wick.
1: if you wrote it at all. Because <laughs> we haven't given you an address to do that. Um, But I just I I don't.
0: You don't. Know, you-
1: this because he just has to look at things and be you know you know look at them and.
0: say what he literally says. Whoa. Yeah. Are Um, you
1: the second one and third one where he's supposed to sort of have an idea of what the fuck's going on. It's like, oh my God, you You just have glasses on. That's all your character is. Sunglasses.
0: Well, we're going to probably get to the second and third ones, but but I feel like that's not all at his feet. I mean, there's a lot of writing (laughs) that has to do with that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're, you're anti Keanu in general. Yeah, because that's know. a that's a hot take these days.
1: I know it's a hot take. Uh, again, John's
0: I'm a hot boy. Um, oh, <laughs> and
1: he was very a beautiful man who was yes. not very interesting, and I don't think he's gotten much more interesting with age. In fact, he sort of lost the thing that I'm like, oh no, I see it. I literally see it in that he is a beautiful man. Yeah, sort of gotten a little just sort of scraggly. Scraggly.
0: He does seem like. I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with his acting, but he does seem like a nice guy which is why he, he's a I'm glad that he's like cuz every time that he does an interview or says something or does something nice for people you're, you're just kind of like you know I'm glad you're famous You like not that you know fame or riches is merit based or anything but I wish it was <laughs> he does, but
1: he I, he does seem like a mensch I don't want him to be hit by a truck or well anything. yeah
0: I I I don't, I don't have the Jim
1: will, DJ I wish
0: seems like you want to fight him and he knows kung fu um
1: also i killed his dog
0: i would like to watch bill and ted at some point because that's you know obviously the genesis of his his career as far as like stardom at least and, and I uh watch
1: dracula just as a counterpoint <laughs> whoa keanu Reeves rolls
0: i mean that and that is obviously like he played that character in bill and ted and, is he bill or ted he's ted he's ted that's right theodore he's logan theodore logan <laughs> Um, and you, you—he's playing a character, but you kind of realize, you're like, that's kind of him. It seems like maybe—I mean, not—I don't know about it in real life, but as like he plays characters that, like, even his character in this movie, in The Matrix, is not totally a whoa, but it is. No, he does say whoa, which is obviously a nod to. Him. Um, I think that this this is one of those things like Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator, where it's like they found the perfect role him. Now I'm not saying he's not good in anything else like you are, but I'm saying like this movie now I could be proven wrong. That's what this whole podcast is about. But like, I remember like it's, it's like tailor made for him. And the the fact that they were talking to, you know, Will Smith about doing or whatever is like, would be a completely different movie, like in, in so many different ways. And this, but this is like, you're absolutely right. He's like a wooden cipher for the audience and he's Even though he's not the character cipher. But, um, oh God. uh, (laughs) But, movie. Yeah.
1: I was just reminded of this character named Cipher.
0: Well, and to get to your other, your larger point, and we can get into them after we watch the movie, but this also, this movie also carries with it some terrible implications with like the red pill, red red pill shit. And we can get into that, but. I can't wait. Honestly, I've always had like a fondness for this movie, liked it. And, you know, from the philosophical endpoint, point, you know, it's one of those things where people are like, you know, what if it's all a simulation? It's like, it's probably not, but sure. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe it is. I I mean, if you get to a point where it's like so philosophically removed from real life that you're like, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about religion, too. When when you're like, what if this was all created by a being? I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. Uh Probably not, but maybe. And you're kind of like, yeah, I'll give you that, you know.
1: <laughs> sure. I mean, I feel like I was surrounded by a lot of people who loved this movie. Yeah. And loved long leather trench coats. And I'm like, it's Tennessee. There's just not the weather for me. <laughs> Uh But I, I think I was just overwhelmed by, and I was surrounded by a lot of computer nerds. As well. Yeah. The hero being a hacker. Right. I'm a hacker. But, yeah, he's, like, a hacker, and I knew a lot of computer nerds, and so they liked the idea of, like, oh, a hacker is a hero, and that is, like, sort of a right a moment.
0: Like so many things.
1: Creeping into, I mean, I guess it was, like, this is probably the first internet movie. Not Maybe not the first. But
0: the I mean, net? First. Excuse me, the <laughs> net?
1: But the first that sort of was dealing with, aside from the net, of course, mm. um, starring his co-star, Sandra Bullock yeah. from Speed.
0: <laughs> uh, she makes a uh, she's in the background she actually ghost writ, wrote this movie ghost writ
1: ghost writ
0: she's a ghost writ I don't
1: know where I'm going with this I'm starting to feel like the matrix itself it sounds like I'm saying something smart but nonsense
0: <laughs> <laughs> well this this is one of those that's interesting to, to review in this context because it my perception of it has changed like I always liked this movie I thought you know philosophically it's just interesting to think about like i'm not going too far with it but you're like cool from a technical standpoint with the the, the bullet uh what do you call it bullet time yeah. stuff that was really cool and it, it and
1: immediately exhausted by the time like this movie like hit home video like, yeah 600 movies had that yeah i was
0: like oh when it's yeah it's it it was revolutionary and then immediately exhausting <laughs> but for itself you know from a technical standpoint and like as a movie, I remember being entertained. You know, paced well, all that kind of stuff. We'll see if that holds up, but it has a whole new context now because of the stuff that we're talking about, like hackers and he- as heroes. But people that, who actually see themselves in that role are like, no. I mean, and this is kind of the thing that's that's get a, you have to just sort of get over about entertainment is like. People that you don't like can enter, can like it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I for different reasons. For
1: different reasons. Their own thing in it.
0: And you, whether you're the creator or just another viewer, you don't get to decide, you know? So, um, but anyway, we're going to watch the matrix. We've got it on Doivadoy. Wow. Lauren's got it on Treasure DVD. Of, of yeah. So we're going to watch it there and you probably have it on Doivadoi too, if you're our age actually. So maybe you could just do that. Pop it in the old, uh. Yeah, you probably don't have a player anymore, but uh, just throw it at your screen and... uh,
1: It should just be subsumed, like the Matrix, into your television. Cypher will get it, plug it in, or something. (laughs) Oh, fucking Christ.
0: So mad already. Do you ever just feel like you're just trapped in a world where, like people are trying to pull the wool over your eyes and say like you can't support your favorite podcast on Patreon take the red pill with us uh, but the like not the not misogynistic yeah, not the not racist one the one that lets you support us patreon.com <laughs> slash you're inner child's <laughs> an idiot I should have gone with a different angle maybe learn kung fu with us nope uh Verbal kung fu? No. A lot
1: of heavy trench kung
0: Also ruined.
1: Ooh, that's a good point.
0: Uh, it's not important. It's not important. It's not important. It's it's important. Patreon.com <laughs> slash <300 laughs> an idiot. What a terrible commercial. <laughs> and we are Back in the Matrix from the Matrix. Yeah. Are we in the Matrix now? Answer the question, Damon. Yes. Okay.
1: That's our show, thank you.
0: I expected more pushback on that. <laughs> I'm going to need you to recap this movie for these no, fine folks. No! Please. Uh, There's a chosen hacker. His oh name is Neo. Man. I don't know, You. it seemed like you weren't going to do it. <laughs> Damon, it's an audio podcast, and you took like a 60-second pause. What do you want from me? I'm trying to help.
1: You're right. you never edited anything
0: (laughs) out of this. I have never edited a single phrase. I'm definitely not going to edit this out (laughs) that I'm saying right now for sure.
1: So as I understand it, uh, and I'm just a battery man.
0: (laughs) That sounds like you're like a guy who likes batteries. I'm a battery man.
1: (laughs) I'm just a battery dash battery (laughs) battery comma man. Uh,
0: that's definitely in the DC universe. Some, some
1: double A's? You want some clock batteries? You got some calculator batteries? What you need?
0: That's that's why you have that big trench coat because it's full of
1: full of batteries. And people are like, why do you need to have a black market for batteries? I can get these anywhere. I'm like, look, do you want a fucking battery or not? I put on this heavy leather trench coat <laughs> in the Tennessee summer. Do you want a battery? Yes. And they're like, no, I told you that. I felt like that was implied. Yeah. I don't want the battery.
0: Also, yes, I'll take two CR (laughs) 032s
1: so uh Thomas Anderson is a hacker under the uh name Neo Mm -hmm. Uh, he's in the dark web uh searching for a man named Morpheus Mm -hmm. which of course is the Greek god of sleep uh is it yeah Yeah. cool Uh, I know that from my knowledge, but also more recently, the IMDb (laughs) trivia for the movie The Matrix. I thought it was... ...99.
0: Sleepiest. Uh,
1: (laughs) That's where we get the word. Sleep. Uh, Anyway, he finds Morpheus who turns out not to really... Well, he is a hacker, but he hacks more than you think.
0: What? He hacks
1: fucking reality man. What? (laughs) What? Reality, comma <laughs> man.
0: Reality, man. He's just like, I think I might go to the post office today. And people are like, oh, oof. Is this is
1: already issued? Oof. I keep going. <laughs> anyway, Morpheus turns out to uh, open Neo's eyes to the fact that uh, reality, as we know it, is just a simulacrum. Uh, we are actually batteries being powering robots in mm-hmm. giant, you know, pod farms. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Morpheus and his uh, motley crew of the Nebuchadnezzar—they—they uh, <laughs> they, uh, live outside of that matrix. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Neo joins them, and. Uh, Neo learns a bunch of cool stuff like kung fu, jiu-jitsu.
0: Drunken master fighting.
1: Uh, Crouching tiger. That, so much hidden dragon. Yeah, That's a myth. Crouching tiger is really <laughs>
0: um, I guess that's true.
1: And they, uh, <laughs> their goal is to free everyone from the Matrix. Uh, hopefully by unplugging them, but failing that,
0: shooting, shooting them in
1: the face. <laughs> um,
0: Either way, you're going to be free.
1: Anyway, Morpheus gets captured by the agents. The agents are literally agents of the Matrix. They can take over anyone who is still plugged into the Matrix, so they can show up wherever, which the movie uses as an excuse to shoot anyone you like.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and, Red pill. <laughs> and uh, eventually the agents take Morpheus, uh, Neo, and his gal pal, Trinity, save him, um, but Neo sort of sacrifices himself uh, in order to do... Mm. Trinity goes, gives him the old lip bang, and <laughs> that brings him back to life. The
0: power of and love,
1: and as Huey Lewis foretold to us. The
0: mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the Oracle. He's the only Oracle that I know.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, that.
0: N- He's Jesus.
1: Neo will stop just like Jesus stops. <laughs> and, and
0: but the second time. The second
1: age age time. Age <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, we find out at the very last second that he can fly
0: because well, he has complete control over the reality.
1: Because Matrix, he's the
0: one. He's the one.
1: He's Alice. He's Harry Potter.
0: You're so special. He is the special, as the Lego movie says.
1: Out he is the only white man on this in this fucking movie. Ah, uh, Mouse agents and Mouse, the little squirrely. Mouse.
0: Joe Pantalones. Ooh, turns out to be a villain. Joey, Joey Pantalones. Pantalones. <laughs> All the agents are white men, Tech, not technically, but... I mean, that's not a
1: good, good thing. I mean, the agents are good.
0: Maybe. You sound like a blue pill addict, if I've ever heard one.
1: <laughs> I'm a beta cuck, if I've ever heard of one.
0: Okay, so uh, th- this movie gets you right in with the green credits. This isn't going to be a normal WB joint.
1: Yeah, you're like, oh, no, nothing like sitting down to watch a regular.
0: Ooh. What? what? Zeros and ones. Well, they're not really. They're like Japanese
1: characters kind of. Uh-huh.
0: We get we get Carrie Ann Moss kicking ass right away. and
1: Kicking ass in very specific ways.
0: In so very specific How
1: you kick ass, audience? Yeah. Now add a little bit of uh, jumping up and
0: freezing.
1: Um, That's pretty much how she kicks ass.
0: I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot... This is an action movie. It's like a sci-fi action movie. So we're going to be talking a lot about the action, and it's a very, like, ground... As we d- discussed in the beginning, it's very groundbreaking. It's more ridiculous than I r- remembered. I mean, I know it was, like, it's... You know, you have to look at it through the lens of an action movie, and also, like, this was the first... One of the first ones, not the first ever, because, you know, like, some Japanese... They're referencing a lot of uh, mm-hmm. kung fu movies, and and but, like, all of this... Westerns and westerns, and westerns yeah they're referencing this all together, but then also like pushing forward the technology with the bullet time. So it gets a lot of credit for that, at least if not being the very first, the one to certainly popularize it and kind of sort of bring all those things together. However, <laughs> yes, I don't feel like, and it, yes. and, it, and it has to be put in the context of that, but it did not, the fight scenes did not age well to me. Uh, oh no. Well, I think the technology is still good, but it is like, Oh, this is all silly. Like it's a little silly.
1: I want, if it suffers a little bit from a feeling I associate with uh, two specific movies, uh, both comedies, um, Austin Powers and Napoleon Dynamite, where they, when you discover them the first time, you're like, yeah, oh, this is amazing, this is a
0: right, little them. Right.
1: And then as they get spoofed and referenced and enter that zeitgeist so much, and The Matrix, I mean, one of the things that was cited in the trivia, IMDb trivia, I'll tell you with a grain of salt, um is that by 2002 which is just what 3 years later yeah uh there were at least like 20 movies you know big movies that had spoofed the matrix fight.
0: so that's 20 not like actual use it seriously but spoofs of it yeah. that's that's a lot
1: especially in just a 3 years
0: yeah yeah i mean like shrek or the internet shrek is the most the one I think of the most, like they Shrek. use that. and that was very funny at the, the time.
1: First scary movie, does it? I oh, think. really? Well,
0: yeah. Uh, it is.
1: Fantastic films that also have aged well.
0: When, yeah, so
1: they use a sequels.
0: I remember some, like thinking some of the, and some of it's just like the sort of kung fu reference things where people are just like doing, doing things that people can't do. Like you know, flipping sideways and in the air and stuff, but it sort of makes sense no in this. No one
1: can actually do kung fu. <laughs> it's
0: a myth. That's what I think when I watch like the the, the Olympics. I'm like, no one can actually do these, these things. These are all
1: CGI. Character. That's Gulliver.
0: Yeah, but like, it actually makes sense in this universe because they're not they're not operating within. That's the whole point is they don't have to operate within the laws of you know, physics. They can kind of bend the rules, break the rules, that kind of kind of thing. And so they can take those things that in kung fu movies are, you know, generally supposed to be happening in the real world and do them and it sort of contextually makes sense, but it still kind of looks silly. (laughs) I guess that's the thing.
1: It's so hyper stylized that Yeah. Especially once sort of the wind is out of its sails and it's sort of been out there for a while it, it doesn't sort of blow you away anymore right right
0: ludicrous yeah when it starts like with Carrie Ann moss who i would say she kind of got it back but her first line is pretty poorly delivered when she's like god damn it <laughs> and it was like oh is this gonna be terrible uh-huh. it's been several years since i've seen it um it, no i will i will say that at least her performance was wasn't terrible there were maybe terrible things but uh but that was like, oh, and then she kind of goes into this. She does the bullet time thing, which I think was still cool. Like, even though you've seen it parody, yeah. parody a million times, the bullet time specifically where she jumps, the camera goes all the way around her and then she kicks. It's, you know, it is style, hyper stylized, like you said, but I, it was still interesting. Like, it makes you go like, oh, wow. And it'd be an interesting thing to, like, look back. Like, obviously, now it's already 20 years past. Like what would what will be like in forty years or something? You know what I mean? Like from
1: I wonder if I mean part of the reason we were inspired to do this is just recently Lana Wachowski announced uh, that she was interested in doing a fourth yeah. Matrix movie, and uh, Keanu Reeves had stated his interest. I don't know what, if, how far what that means if that's even true, or what you know Keanu Reeves being interested actually means if he just was asked in an interview corner in an interview and you're like yeah yeah. Uh, but, uh, so it's interesting that that is an idea. They, have.
0: they want to make more
1: Matrix-C. Yeah, because and I believe all right, they already
0: did make... Don't forget they made two more. <laughs> and I believe a lot of people forget that. We can
1: <laughs> g- discuss this off mic, but I mean, are we going to do the next two? Is that Sure, two? let's but, do it. I wonder if this movie is kind of a little bit like Avatar in that it sort of had its moment in the sun. I don't want to be that. I think that it had its moment in the sun. Let me finish the thought and then immediately refute it. Okay. Uh, that it had its moment in the sun and it got sort of oversaturated into the popular culture, over spoofed, and everyone was just like, that movie's ridiculous. I don't think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's entirely false.
0: I think this one had a much greater impact culturally. Maybe technologically, I think it was maybe the same as Avatar in Does the sense
1: that-
0: no, but there are, there are eight more planned.
1: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: And a matrix world is coming to universal. Uh, no, and it's like, but that's, that's the mystery of avatars. It was this massive movie, like, you know, number one grossing movie of all time, blah, 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 blah. blah. Well, it was, um, but then it's just like disappeared out of the culture. Like, but the technology did, did kind of live it. Like the 3d technology it actually kind of caught on this time for a while. I don't know if it's, how it's doing numbers-wise, but like, you know, that kind of uh, thing happened with The Matrix as well, like all the technology was out there, but I think it definitely had a much more, and we were just talking about, you know, getting red-pilled, which I'm sure we'll get oh, into later.
1: God, <laughs> all the, all the, the, the culture it left us was all terrible.
0: Well, and that's that's the interesting thing of like, why just this is this really interesting one to revisit? It's like seeing Donald Trump in Home Alone 2. It means something way different now yeah. <laughs> than yeah, it did at the time. Actually- Although... <laughs> Although this, although this is a little bit more contextually makes more sense than that it was just like why the fuck is, you know what is going on?
1: He owned the Plaza Hotel. Kevin McAllister was staying at the Plaza Hotel. Who the fuck else is he gonna run into Yeah, you're right. What <laughs> I like in a movie. Yeah. Pince nez.
0: A lot of those. Well, actually, just, just one pair. One pair. Uh,
1: apparently, there was a specific sunglasses. Um, yeah. Maker who handmade all the sunglasses in this movie.
0: Han- They're hand-blown sunglasses.
1: <laughs> They're big googly eyes. Uh, but Morpheus, of course, has pince which I always enjoy.
0: I call them I little believe, pinchers.
1: I believe after this came out, my brother expressed interest in getting his own pince mm-hmm. oh, He goes, oh, I wouldn't be. But uh, your wife did ask um, why Errol was wearing sunglasses, uh, especially if in the yeah. The sun may not even be there and it wouldn't actually be in your
0: eyes. It's because this is a cyberpunk movie and it looks cool. As well as the cool ass phones. A lot of cool, slidey Nokias.
1: Stilettos.
0: I wanted one of those real bad. I remember that. And I got the, you know, whatever Nokia that we all had in 1999, 2000. Like the. Kill a man. Yeah, I had that. And uh, I, I got, I got like a flame cover for it because I was like, "That's cool." Yeah. It was not cool. I
1: and you both have <laughs> yeah. <flame cover. laughs>
0: That's the Yeah, he has a fridge with a racing stripe.
1: <laughs> um, uh, everyone wore trench coats. I mean, we can talk about the ramifications when we get to the red pill. Uh, <sighs> yeah, but this is, I believe this is post Columbine. Columbine is 1998. 1999. When did this
0: come out? happened in April 20th. I knew
1: that,
0: yeah. April 20th, 1999. March 31st. Yeah. Yikes. Like, a, uh, less than a month wow. before this. Yeah. I
1: uh, didn't realize they were so close together.
0: Yeah, I think they were definitely influenced stylistically.
1: At least stylistically. Um... This whole movie looks like a Papa Roach video. Uh, the whole movie, uh, any scenes within the Matrix are green. Any scenes outside of the Matrix are dingy blue. Mm-hmm. Any scene,
0: The training video is like tinted, tinted yellow. yellow
1: um, which is a very late 90s thing.
0: Yes. They had just invented filters.
1: <laughs> uh, which was weird when the when Keanu Reeves like throws up a rainbow. I thought that was an odd choice.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: A nice filter, but that only happens <laughs> in their own programs, not in the Matrix. And everything you kept noticing that everything was so portentous through the liberal use of thunderclaps.
0: Yeah, a lot of thunder right after people say ominous things, and it was like not. So in the real world, like they're in this real world where they pull the, pull you out of their pods, um, you know, the sky has been scorched with nuclear warfare it's cause, to block out the sun. And so there is – Which we did. Yeah, humans did to, to keep the AI from using solar power. But it, so there are, is a perpetual storm. But this is happening in the Matrix where there isn't a perpetual storm. There's just storms happening when people are talking, not in just one scene – Although it's liberally used in that scene when they're when he takes the the blue pill, or he takes the red pill, um, but also in other scenes, there's a lot of rain happening, and every time someone says something, and it got real obnoxious, real fast. I've never noticed that before. A lot of thunder emphasis.
1: I did notice, like the real world started to get on my nerves. Um, the real world meaning, sorry. The ma-
0: the song by Man- Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> Just stop hassling me. (laughs) Um, You.
1: Walking a camel through a bowling alley.
0: And me.
1: No? Okay. The Matrix, the real world that you and I understand. uh, At least in 1999. (laughs) It was the fakest world I've ever seen. Everything Mm. felt like uh, it was... In an i not even an IKEA like the 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 Fight Club real world when Jack loses all his IKEA furniture I mean that that's one thing uh, but this one just everything looked like Indianapolis downtown Indianapolis which is the only major metropolitan area I've gone to where there are no people in the streets <laughs> super clean and weird um, that's
0: because it was filmed in Sydney apparently it was in- they kept trying to find grimy areas and they're like. We don't have those.
1: We don't have them. <laughs> in Sydney.
0: Get rid of our guns and clean up the streets. Oh, <laughs> right, you I'm guys. Something to do. You guys are pretty cool. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I don't know. I was I was really distracted that the movie kept trying to like slam, like, oh, we're all locked in the simulacra. And I'm like, this place doesn't look anything like where I live. It already looks weird. <laughs> they, they sort of amped up the artificiality. Of
0: it, yeah. Yeah. I think that's intentional. Yeah. i think you fell into a trap you're a real sheeple he's
1: get me again
0: you're real sheeple damon
1: Over on the uh other end of the spectrum uh cypher who is sort of our mini boss of the dungeon
0: he's the uh, judas
1: he um he's he's been unplugged i didn't sort of yeah. use him in my recap so i'll say he's been unplugged he's been part of morpheus's team and we see that he's actually betrayed them he's He's, he's talking to Agent Smith. He's within the Matrix, although that is a plot hole that many people have cited. How is he in the Matrix?
0: Oh, how did he, he get something? in there? Yeah. How
1: would he get out? Yeah. Um, but he talks about, you know, I know the steak, the steak I'm eating is fake, but it's a delicious steak. Who gives a fuck? Um, to which I thought Cypher's got a point. We keep looking at the real world, the, the Nebuchadnezzar, Morpheus yeah. world. And I was like, this place blows. Uh, yeah. Everyone's sweater is ripped. Do you buy the sweaters pre-ripped? They all are eating like the the end of your cornflakes bowl. Like <laughs> tiny little flakes and they've all just super absorbed all the milk. Um everything looks terrible. So you would My question is like Yeah, we're all being used as batteries, but like, you know, we get to have kids and be grandparents and like go golfing or whatever the fuck you want to do, like
0: so you say you don't place you don't place any intrinsic value on truth.
1: Here's my question to you, Deej. Yeah. <laughs> what is truth? You
0: can't just shrug.
1: <laughs> what is truth? That's Here Yeah. About to blow your mind. Welcome to the desert of, the of the real.
0: Well, that's nonsense. Yeah. Um so it's
1: apparently from that book that they made everyone read. Ah, okay. Which also seems like a dick move, Wachowskis. Read this. I read these 3,000 books of nonsense <laughs> so that you can explain them to us to read back our nonsense.
0: I went through a, a period of really enjoying philosophy, and I still do enjoy it from time to time, but it is exhausting. Like if you are not in that mode, yeah. like if you're wanting to think big – kind of really contemplate you know just the big questions and I don't know that it's going to really help you in your day to day life but sometimes it's, it's cool to think about those things you know that's why movies like this are cool to think about but but <laughs> if you're not in that mode it's all so exhausting <laughs> like someone's like welcome to the desert all you want to be is like fuck you and you're
1: fucking pin
0: pick your mother up from the doctor's office like she asked you and don't be an asshole
1: and you are what Everyone's like family and everything they just like I mean Neo made that decision very quickly.
0: it seemed like he didn't have a great life. It's Did not like he had have not a good life I mean and you know maybe they were just maybe you guys are just depressed you know maybe you need some you
1: guys need to you know
0: antidepressants
1: maybe maybe just don't buy so many
0: trench coats can we go back to the stake for a second uh, um, uh, yeah this has bothered me since the very first time. I saw it. Mm-hmm. The steak crunches, and a and not like a. Ooh, that's been seared nicely on the outside. It crunches like he's eating grape nuts, and I bothers the crap out of me. Normally, you know, I don't. I'm sure the foley artist did worked really hard on this movie. I didn't notice any other main major foley issues, but <laughs> it bugs the shit out of me. He's like, "Oh, ignorance is bliss," and it's like. <laughs> you're like, that is supposed to be a medium rare, <laughs> delicious steak. And it's crunching in your mouth and it's bothering me.
1: I'm going to say something that you're probably not going to like. Yeah. If you hadn't mentioned it, I wouldn't have noticed it.
0: I know. It's one of those things. But I've <laughs> noticed it. <laughs> it was
1: a crunch. I'm I've
0: I'm noticed it since the very first time and every time it bothers me.
1: Maybe we didn't see that it was covered Phyllis Anthopolis style. And
0: crumbled up cornflakes. Maybe it was a steak au poivre. Maybe he's got a little, pep- little peppercorns on there. Don't bite right into those, though.
1: <laughs> they get caught in your teeth two hours later. You pick Oof. Like, oh, there's another Russian pepper. Mm. So let's talk about the dialogue. I mean, I think that okay. we've already talked about the action. Muzzled tov the action. Change <laughs> movies forever or whatever. Uh, there's a reason. This is my note. There is a reason the most quoted line is, whoa. Whoa. Because everything else, all I could think of was Harrison Ford coming up to George Lucas and saying, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. It's not great
0: writing. It's stilted. Um, It's
1: stilted because everyone is talking like a philosophy minor. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Once the oracle finally appears, like, oh, thank God you showed up.
0: Yeah, she's she's my uh, nominee for... Well, it's, pro- it's less uh, Catherine O'Hara Memorial uh, MVP award and more the single-scene Sally Field award because <laughs> she crushes that scene. Gloria Foster yes, great. rules. Like, that. that is... It's a great... It's a very memorable scene. It's a very quotable scene. It's a great explanation or, like, you know, a linchpin for that part of the plot. And she just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. And seeing her act against... Keanu Reeves, who I want to once again—I'm not shitting on Keanu. I like him in this movie.
1: Come on to the but, side. It's so. But
0: like seeing him act against Gloria, Gloria Foster is really. Uh, it, it's like watching a kid actor and and a real and like a talented actor in the same. Is- it's like me playing Serena Williams in tennis. <laughs> I thought you were
1: say you playing Serena Williams in a movie.
0: It's not that bad. Um actually it's like it's like because they're not they're not adversarial. It's like me playing doubles with Serena Williams. Very nice. She's just getting warm. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs>
1: I don't know how to play tennis. I can't even keep score. Um oh, I can use two hands? <laughs> uh yeah, she is great. Um I would say yeah, she's up for this, the Stanley Field Be- Best Scene Award. Yes. But mostly because, I mean, it's like she's running for dog catcher in a small rural <laughs> county. Like, there's
0: no... <laughs> she's running NFOs. that's for it... <laughs> um, Except for maybe the there is no spoon kid. He's uh, about to bring second up. place. brought
1: up that her... Uh, it's like her acting against a kid. What about when Keanu Reeves acts against a kid? I will tell you this. Well, I have the whole... Well,
0: oh, please, oh, please.
1: So uh, Keanu Reeves, while waiting in the Oracle's
0: it was a, uh, very similar to a pediatrician's office.
1: <laughs> just a bunch of obnoxious children floating toy blocks everywhere. Uh, he sees one that's just bending cutlery. Um, and he uh, just, uh, sits down crisscross applesauce next to him. Uh, and, uh, the kid offers him the spoon and then says the following. Thank which, you. which DJ would like you to read at my wedding. <laughs>
0: And now we have a staged reading.
1: Don't try to bend the spoon.
0: Oh, you're not going to do the accent?
1: Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Don't try to bend the spoon, for that is impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. There is no spoon. Then you'll realize it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. Mm. Fuck you. (laughs) Jesus Christ!
0: Now say it's like
1: w- one of those things that, like, if you're just drunk enough, you're like, "Wow!" You have to be like, not fully inebriated that you can't hear what anyone's saying. You need to be like half a Manhattan in.
0: I feel like you don't understand. Borders top. You just don't get it, man.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. So what this kid would say. Listen. Go on.
0: He's not bending the spoon. Yeah. I'm he's bending that. the spoon's reality itself. Oh, oh, so bad. dumb. Um, I'll you say what you want about Keanu and I think you'll continue to, uh, yeah, circles around that kid.
1: Well, I mean, okay. Yeah. And I still don't know, uh, uh the Oracle's assistant says these are the other, <laughs> the <laughs> other perspectives. Is that what she says?
0: Potentials? E, potentials. Yeah.
1: Potentials for what? The one. So she's seeing ones all day. Potential ones.
0: I, were, I feel like they they weren't were they waiting to see her or was she like she was like helping them develop their skills. I don't think she was waiting. They were waiting to see her. Well, I why think she like Neo
1: developing his skills with the Oracle.
0: Well, see, Morpheus says they don't normally take people out this late in life, but I think for some reason he slipped through the cracks earlier or something, or they weren't ready to take him out or whatever. They hadn't found him yet, but so they take him specific out specific people. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, take out people that are, are like sort of would be willing participants. Like, they can, I don't think they can take people out. Well, yeah, that's a fair and point.
1: Do children have to choose between the red pill and the blue pill, and can you really ask a child that?
0: Mm, these are great questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there's a lot more body horror than I.
0: Yeah, when they get pulled, when he gets pulled out of the pod.
1: Well, he also, don't forget, he gets the little...
0: Oh, yeah. Oh.
1: Uh, He gets his mouth...
0: That is night... Sort of gets... Yeah, gets force closed. That is nightmare fuel, that whole scene.
1: Yeah. And then he gets his... Then they get the the tracker out of him, which within the next scene, they get the pot out of him.
0: Yeah. Well, he Um, thinks it's a dream.
1: Right. Yeah. And then uh, then he does wake up once he chooses to... uh, red pill himself out of there mm. uh he wakes up in his little you know pod. Pod, Mm-hmm. um unplugs himself
0: well um, a machine comes and unplugs him which... and
1: then he's got all these little as you the term you use which is accurate ports yeah all over his body and spine all over his arms on his chest on his spinal column into his brain <laughs> um and also when they get plugged into the Matrix, this big fucking needle has to get like jammed into their head's USB port. It's terrible. Yeah. Um. So that I, I had sort of forgotten that with all the jumping and the real-time and the pince-nez the <laughs> and the, and the and what have you, the deja vu. I had forgotten just how viscerally gross this movie is in a very effective way. Yeah. It's not a negative at all, but I had just forgotten that part.
0: Yeah, that and also when he... Um, this is not as much body, not so much body horror, but like when he touches the mirror after he's taken the red pill, the mirror like sticks to him and then comes up his, yeah. it's just creepy. It's just like it's creepy, creepy visual. It's also a little
1: like, yeah, we, I already, I saw T T2. I got
0: it. Yeah. We, we know you can do this.
1: And also the sort of the mythos of the, the robots. Um, it felt like I was like, is this a page from Terminator 2?
0: Mm, like about how it, it happened? The
1: sky. I felt like is not that a line from Terminator 2, or am I just transposing it from The Matrix of Terminator
0: 2? I don't, I don't know. I don't
1: but think I mean, so. The maybe. Background story is almost identical.
0: It's similar, but I mean, let's let's uh, a nice
1: alternate reality with time time travel, right? And you have Terminator. Yeah, Terminator one at least. What?
0: Do you, let's talk about Hugo Weaving. The main
1: just smiling to myself. <laughs> z- I actually might nominate him for the Catherine O'Hara Memorial MVP.
0: Before we watch this again, I would have 100% backed your backed that. Okay. Um, watching it again, it's maybe more overwrought than I'm comfortable with nominating for that award. He is, aside from the
1: you need to be seconded on it, so I'm afraid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't do it. <laughs> aside from a, you know the brief uh, burst of light from Gloria Foster, uh, he is he is by far the most compelling character and actor, I feel like in this movie. Um, yeah. but it, the whole thing, the whole way of speaking and the thing, it got a little bit, I <laughs> went Bill Cosby at the end of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not a gross way, but in the phrasing thing, um, I, I mean, it's always a little bit gross. I know. Yeah. Talk about things that, uh, didn't age well. Um, it's in a
1: little Matrix bit. It's 1999's defense. It did not drug anyone. <laughs> well, I guess I gave them, apparently, children red pills and
0: blue pills. Yeah. Yeah, there's some ugly, ugly implications they just there.
1: Look like good in plenty, so what are they supposed to do?
0: <laughs> well, I like cherry, so. Oh, no! <laughs> it's a little bit more cartoonish than I remember. Like, I. I like if it was if he hadn't had so much screen time maybe it wouldn't be but it, like he's the main antagonist and so like he gets lots and well deserved in general but it was a little bit more like okay this time watching it and it, I don't know if that's fair or not but like I was wanting to love it yeah. and I w- I loved it less this time
1: I guess um,
0: <laughs> you're like I guess fuck you
1: <laughs> first off you're a monster uh, second off. I, I don't know. I I feel like uh, he struck the right tone for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Keanu Reeves was a little bit too blasé, yes. as is his want. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne was a little bit too...
0: Sophomore philosophy major. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, freshman philosophy major who just came <laughs> back for the summer and, like, wants to tell you everything he like. learned. It's like, shut up. Um, <laughs> But I feel like Hugo Weaving was just the right amount of condescending. And I I really do enjoy his speech. When it started, I was like, oh, we fucking go with the speech? Um, But once he started, like when he had Morpheus and he he talks about the the human race is a disease. Yeah. uh, And then I forgot. I mean, that's the line I always quote. But then he goes on. He's like, he takes his earpiece out, which I forgot is much more momentous a moment than I realized. Yeah. He takes his sunglasses off, he takes his earpiece out, and agents always have their earpiece in. He takes his earpiece out, and, uh, and he, starts, he starts to actually get visibly angry, yeah. something he had sort of held at bay, and he's just said, look, I just want to destroy Zion, because then I get to be out of this right. reality. I hate that he's
0: he's like a, the smell and all this. He's like a disgruntled right. robot.
1: He's like, AI to be done with this job, and you're stopping me from being done with this job. Yeah, and him taking the earpiece out prevents him from hearing what was going on with Neo and Trinity when they were slaughtering a bunch of innocent people in the lot. <laughs> uh, our heroes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do actually really enjoy him. I think he 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 hits. I was on the fence. I think back and forth in the beginning of the movie, but that, like, yeah, third of the movie, I really do. Enjoy yeah, him and he sort of sets himself apart and i think purposefully within the script sets right. himself apart from the rest of the agents
0: i think um i also i i agree with that assessment of like that last act really kind of coming home for the most part or bringing it home i guess is what i mean to say but uh he also oh baby bring it
1: on <laughs> is really what he's weaving <laughs> done yeah bring it on bring as
0: it on. as you mentioned i also didn't kind of understand the the import of that scene of of him taking his earpiece out and like getting really angry. Like I I, I kind of followed it this time. Whereas the first time I just didn't pick up on it,
1: but I mean, it's not the movie's fault. It was just me being a
0: uh, Yeah. It's well, it's, it's kind of a subtle twist in his, like if you want to call anything in this movie t- subtle, it, like it's kind of a, <laughs> a subtle twist in his demeanor. Because you're right, like it's not like he's all of a sudden throwing things in red face. Like he's right, just like, like punching <laughs> his fists. <laughs> like. Yeah, but he like, is. Raining. He's like making you know grimace faces, and he's like you know grossly making uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne smell his own sweat, which is gross. But right,
1: like sticks his fingers up his nostrils.
0: Gross. Yeah, but it's it's a it's an interesting play and it's an interesting kind of plot movement is that like he's just a disgruntled AI right
1: and I think I think we we're supposed to assume this is the closest I mean he does say Morpheus at last we meet so I mean he's so close to like ending this mission
0: yeah so feel like- just 24 hours till I retire what could go wrong <laughs> this is the yeah
1: it's
0: not the first time I've said that
1: Mm, mm. <laughs> gonna be late coming home. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: um,
1: like I've never had sex before.
0: <laughs> the last chase scene. So after, um, they rescue Morpheus and run away or whatever. Oh no, I can't remember when it was neo is trying to run away and the agents keep like morphing into people and they keep revealing themselves like there's like a lady in the shower or whatever like that would get a little silly um i remember that scene and not thinking like i'm thinking oh man they're everywhere that's the idea right but i think just the way they kept revealing it where there's like, a guy reading a newspaper and then all of a sudden agent smith would be holding a newspaper or whatever and it was like okay <laughs> yes you made your point that
1: kind of worked um uh- I should have paid more attention, uh, but I can't remember. If yes. It was kind of a long shot. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like tracking him through the whole.
1: So that kind of. No, I think there are edits, but.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's not. Like, a, it's not literally a one, right. but like it's filmed like it is. Uh, or edited so, like know, it is. It
1: keeps cutting back, and you'll see an old lady in the kitchen, and then all of a sudden, you know, Keanu Reeves will turn, and a knife will like hit the door frame and you'll. Yeah. And the old lady's become an agent. I, that kind of worked for me. Um, it was one of the few times where. The, uh, overwrought metaphor of the Matrix, um, finally started paying off in actual action sequences for me. I'm not a big fight guy, so a chance yeah. where, you know, anyone could be turning into your enemy was kind of more interesting to me than, oh, wow, you know, carry on. Ma- Moss is just hanging in the air. <laughs> she kicked him.
0: Oh, right. now she finally kicked him. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Oh, I was wondering what that kick would
0: have Um, we also, in that scene, we get my favorite thing, which is when, uh, agent smith says immediately (laughs) i think i like to say That's how i like to say immediately
1: i think it's time to talk about
0: it i think it is (laughs) do you want to talk about deja vu first
1: oh yeah deja vu in this movie uh walking up a flight of stairs and Guillermo sees a cat um sort of shake itself and then (laughs) um,
0: present a mouse to the family
1: And then uh, he walks a few steps, he's looked back on the cat, sees the same cat in the same position, do the same thing, <laughs> uh, and he goes, oh, wow, well, deja vu. And uh, Trinity goes, what'd you say? And then Lawrence Fishburne goes, huh? And then the thunder goes, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, the lightning's after the thunder. And
0: then the music goes, dun, dun,
1: dun. And then it turns out Mrs. White did it. Hmm. Um, and uh, that's when we learned that deja vu uh, is actually a sign that the something has changed in the matrix, the matrix is a
0: got glitch a in the
1: they, matrix. They, they change something. And I wanted to say, and this is something that happens also with movies um, when they show a character dreaming. Mm-hmm. And also when movies show someone vomiting. I'm like, we've all done these things. <laughs> I know that's not how it works. <laughs> Like when people vomit in movies, they always vomit up like a quarter cup of liquid. And like, no, that's, I know that's how much Keanu Reeves can hold in his mouth, but that's not how people vomit.
0: I like that, you're, that what you want out of movies is more vomit. And when, uh, and, when,
1: and when people dream in movies, it's always a coherent narrative where everyone's acting normal. Everyone looks like they should. Like in movies, like my mom's played by Liza Minnelli.
0: Counterpoint, Twin Peaks.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> there are a few times when movies like do dreams well, but and when it does, I'm like always like, oh wow. Yeah, this is pretty close.
0: I hate dream sequences.
1: Oh, they're terrible. I they're hate also, them. much like The Matrix, overwrought and metaphorical.
0: When if if it ever leads to something, it's only because someone explains it later. So it's like, why don't we just skip that part where you do this bullshit dream and, and just go boring. straight to the uh,
1: But deja vu, much like anyone who's ever experienced it. That's not what how it works.
0: You don't like don't see something and then see it, it again.
1: And then <laughs> see it again two seconds later. Yeah. I look at something and get the f- sensation that I've seen it before. Right. So what the fuck? No one would say, well, deja vu. <laughs> um, <that's- laughs> fucking ridiculous.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what we've been avoiding, which is red.
1: All- right. <laughs> Much like... The police state of America. We have not been talking
0: about the. So I don't. I don't know a ton about this, but apparently, it's at least in its current manifestation. It sort of started as like a men's rights thing. DJ,
1: let me handle this, please. I'm a member of the Proud
0: Boys. I can tell
1: you, I'm just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. No, like I thought I'm you were serious. Oh, really? Excuse me.
1: President. Proud.
0: I'm not just a member. I'm,
1: I'm a, a client. A client. Um. So, yeah, I'm not, I don't go on the deep web and, you know, get angry about my incel status or whatever uh, and get mad about immigrants. Um, But as I understand it, I mean, the matrix, I don't know if the matrix has become a metaphor or just the idea of the red pill. Yeah. Like uh, This idea that you. It's a loose connection. Right. You can stumble upon, you know, people who can sort of red pill you. Yeah. how the how the world really works and mm-hmm. you know the left is just trying to indoctrinate us to allow immigrants to take over this country and
0: one well, it depends on spoil what well
1: the culture of Western values that we've promoted for oh low this many centuries
0: and I think that sort of broader version of it is what it is now is kind of what it's become.
1: Right, that's
0: certainly of the Wachowskis. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, even of this movement of like the red pill movement. Because apparently, like some of the beginnings of it were more specific to like feminism. Like, oh, like true. women really want to be dominated and shown what to do. They don't want to work and make decisions for <laughs> themselves.
1: Them horribly, that's why they end up with all these chads. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's hard to watch this movie and not allow that to see in. It's certainly not the Wachowskis. I've heard about this with the Fight with Fight Club and now The Matrix, where people have taken these books and movies yeah. that were actually written by queer people and then turned them into these alt-right, like, very homophobic, very misogynistic. Like, take a movie that was written and directed by two trans women
0: and turn yeah. it into
1: this incel, right-wing... Nonsense is, uh you know, I gotta hand it to
0: him. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, it it recontextualizes the whole thing, and it makes me. It's and it's hard to watch it without like
1: seeing it through that prism.
0: In terms of art, it's very unfortunate because it makes me. It makes me kind of want to find more things. I don't know. It, not like intentionally. It's not like, but it,
1: it's You just notice things that you wouldn't have noticed Yeah. In 1999.
0: Yeah. It's exact. It's it's very similar to watching the Cosby Show now. It's like oh. there's no, nothing changed in the original material. It's the context around it that changed, and y- you know your knowledge of the world at large that has changed, not necessarily for the better. But,
1: yeah. uh, but I mean, you have. Uh, I mean, the, the Red Pill scene itself is not that loaded with. I mean, aside from this idea of an alternate reality that's being forced
0: down our throats, we need to it's vague. Ourselves. It's it's vague because, you know, they are, they have like the if you're not with us, you're against us kind of vibe, yeah, that's which what
1: is. I get to. There are more explicit things like
0: that. George W.'s foreign policy. <laughs> For example. Uh, it's. Yeah. The yeah, he loved the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Loved the
1: Matrix. <laughs> yeah, you have the you're not with us, you're against us. This also this idea that. Um,
0: you're special.
1: is that well, you're special. Yeah, and, you know, you deserve all the attention because you are the only white guy here, uh, aside from Joe Pantoliano, who is a devil
0: and Mouse. Don't forget Mouse.
1: And uh, but you also have this concept that sort of is a plot point in the movie, which is because agents can sort of pop up into mm. anyone who is still plugged into the Matrix. You have to sort of treat anyone who is still in the Matrix as a potential enemy. Mm-hmm. And it sort of gives the movie license to sort of kill innocent bystanders in a way that... Yeah. I guess, even when I saw it the first time, I don't think I could have placed what made me uncomfortable about it. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, and then, especially watching it now, with the Columbine stuff and the... Every, stuff.
0: every shooting since then, Well,
1: especially the, the primary scene where they're going to save Morpheus, you know, Trinity and Neo show up in the lobby of this building yeah. and there's just a bunch of security guys doing their jobs uh, and they walk in with a bunch of guns and just shoot them all. Yeah. And then, you know, more security comes in and just shoot them. And they're not even portrayed as like buff guys They're sort of
0: just buff normal guys. Like, yeah
1: gray haired guys all being like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, uh, it's a little disturbing to watch. It just yeah. really seems like a really hyper violent fantasy. I mean, again, also like to bring in gun culture, n- contemporary gun culture now and the gun control debate. It also has this very sort of, Ugh, yeah uh, feeling to it. Um, our, we now live in America where I could be in the lobby of some. Right. Get shot the fuck up.
0: Yeah. As uh, I happen
1: to be there.
0: Yeah, and and you you pointed out when we were watching it that the movie actually makes a point to show like when they turn into agents and the agents are shot, that yeah. the the host body dies. Like they turn back into whatever person they originally were. It's
1: gonna be shot. And then I guess they can still have the option to leave that body behind. So they yeah. Die, the agent itself. Right. right. Sorry. Go
0: ahead. Well, it's, yeah, it's unclear like if they ha- like if the
1: because th- the agents keep coming back. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Even if they've been shot in the fucking head, they keep coming back.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, it's unclear how that all works exactly because like, do they have to leave or are they choosing to leave because that body won't work anymore? Because like,
1: the issue is because that body is now dead.
0: Right. It's useless to them. Yeah, but they they'll show that person back to the original form and just, like, with a gunshot wound and just dead. It's a
1: normal guy on, you know, on duty with a bullet hole in his forehead.
0: Yeah, until it's, like, moving faster later, they show it pretty much every time, at least most of the time.
1: A lot of times, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's... uh,
1: Which then leads you to believe, like, in the last big climactic fight between Neo and Mr. Smith, you see Mr. Smith sort of, you know, morph into this homeless guy who just happens to be in the train station. yeah. And uh, Neo, after the you know, there's a huge like you know five or ten minute fight between them, and Neo sort of tricks Smith into like landing in the platform right in front of a moving train, and then you know a few seconds later, Smith comes out of that train. I'm like, so is the homeless guy just got ran over by a yes,
0: he is very dead.
1: Uh, and it's just,
0: and these are I know the
1: weird implication that this they made a this is like a fun love and like z- right yeah action movie, um, but it is kind of a zippy action movie. Yeah. And it's a weird implication to make and it is not. I mean, if you're theoretically freeing these people, Morpheus and Neo. These people that got shot through their heads are not going to be freed. <laughs> <And it's> uns-
0: <laughs> they made an emphatic point that if you die in the matrix, you die. You die. So all those people are, you know, dead in their pods. Um and that's really fucked up. I mean like
1: I mean there are plenty of movies where bystanders
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an action movie trope that there's just like yeah. A body count.
1: Usually though, like in a James Bond movie, you you there's an assumption like, Oh, these people have taken some oath to Blofeld or
0: Darth Vader right. or whatever. They've they're, chose. They're,
1: they chose to be on the side, so which is
0: classic shooting propaganda. At me. It t- also. <laughs> shooting
1: at me. So I can shoot at them. Although the new Star Wars have sort of blown that up. As well.
0: Right. Like, yeah. Well,
1: if Finn is having doubts. Are there other stormtroopers? Right. Shooting down that are having. To-
0: it's almost as if war as a concept is flawed, <laughs> and we should I'm really maybe to hear what you're saying. Rethink all of this.
1: How else can you solve problems?
0: Okay, I think we've covered that. Uh... Here's 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 my advice to you. If you're thinking about taking quote unquote taking the red pill, just try uh, treating people with empathy and respect, and see what happens. Try that for a minute. Every and I mean everyone, even people that claim to be have taken a red pill, and just be like, okay, okay, let's just breathe for a second.
1: <laughs> I shouldn't get my values from a 1990. 1990- Movie that overuses
0: color filters. <laughs> Is that it? Should we go to the yeah, verdicts? It did work, work All right, good. let's head on over to the DJ? Yeah. Taking control. Okay.
1: Taking the red right pill. <laughs>
0: Then you give your verdict
1: first. Okay. So it gives me more time to look at the menu and see what I want.
0: <laughs> this is um this is harder to make a verdict than I thought it would be, because I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um I still have to say Uran Shroud is not an idiot for liking this movie. It's like I said, like we mentioned earlier, the movie hasn't changed, the context has changed, which is always true. But this is especially because of The weight, I guess, of what has changed around it. It feels like a bigger change. You know what I mean? Like something that's like, but having said that it's still, uh, you know, from a sci-fi perspective, it's an interesting concept uh, from the most of the um, like, you know, we kind of mentioned some of the things that pulled me out of it a little bit as far as like the graphics and the fight choreography, but most of it really holds up. It's, it's cool. It you know it's really influential when you look at it from how it made an impact on the movies after it. Agreed with you on the the dialogue and some of the acting, but I think overall I still enjoyed it. I was like, even though I know what was happening, I was following the movie, being like, oh, you know, you're still interested. You know, and the the plot beats were there. The action that was, you know, that third act is pretty crazy. It gets pretty nuts. There's a lot of fighting, yeah. some chasing, some running around, all that kind of shit. Um, so, yeah, your inner child is not an idiot. What about you?
1: Thank you, DJ. Uh, I'm going to go with your inner child is not. Oh. But by the skin of it. <laughs> um, a lot of the cons uh, that you already stated are there. Um, It's kind of an icky movie. It's, uh, it's a very overwrought with its metaphor. I'm like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the last act is great. I th- do think it's an interesting premise, if like very heavy handed. Um,
0: I don't know how you would I, do this concept.
1: No, 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 no You're right.
0: <laughs> but <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I don't need it to be like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, I will say the, one of the reasons I am uh, giving it on the other side of the fence uh, that, that you're in your inner your is not, that I know that we have two more Matrix movies going forward.
0: And if my memory serves me. <laughs> This one, uh, it's not even—it's not really like a close race as far as which one is the best one. Yeah. And uh, it's this one.
1: And I also want to point out that I use the afraid two more Matrix movies coming forward, which is... <laughs>
0: <laughs> like they're being sentenced? They kind of are.
1: Come forward! <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, I know we have two more to go, and, uh, you know, why not just give this one the benefit of the doubt? I do think it's, it's the most clear. I mean, it's a little... Complicated. I'm like, wait, huh? What what are these children? You want to explain any of this? Um, suddenly Neo's flying, You're like, sure. Uh, but I mean I think it's a little bit more straightforward and me uh, some Hugo Weaving and Gloria Foster. Gloria Foster, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
0: what do you think, everyone? Why don't you email us? You're inner shadows an idiot at gmail.com. Tell us what you think, tell us what else you want us to watch. Uh, you can leave us a message, 615-576-0525. We'll play it on the show. Um, you can find us on all the social medias, on your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your tweeters. Uh, you can find uh, Damon at, at Damon's Anthony, You can find me at, at DJ Phillips. You can find uh, Damon's Comic at drew dot comiccom You can find my band at ItCityBand.com if you're interested in that kind of shit. You can support the show at Patreon.com slash Your Inner Child is an Idiot. Uh, we want to thank our current patrons, including Jacob Grimm.
1: Corey Cummings.
0: Brandon Hardy.
1: Christine Brooklyn.
0: His Honor, the Mayor.
1: Jeremy Powell.
0: Joshua Nicholson.
1: Karen
0: Curry. Larissa Maestro. Dan McIntyre. Ghosts and the Burbs.
1: And Jonathan Day.
0: Thank you all very much, and to our other patrons, you're helping us create these wonderful podcasts. Really <laughs> proud of this one. I feel like I feel like Damon uh, shit on Keanu Reeves a lot, and I think uh, that's where you get your money's worth. <laughs> Taking things you loved I
1: don't think I and
0: listening to him. Damon shit on them. I don't them.
1: think I shit on him as much as I said. He's a terrible actor. (laughs) He's terrible at the job we hire him to do.
0: I have three words for you. The Lake House. (laughs) Boom.
1: Oh, although you got to hand it to him. He knew to stay away from speed two cruise
0: control. That was, yeah, pretty good career move.
1: Sorry, Jason Patrick. (laughs) Hey, DJ, I, I hope you brought some water with you
0: because I'd like
1: to
0: welcome you uh, to the desert of the
1: real housewives
0: <laughs> of Atlanta housewives of, the desert. of the of the yeah all right thanks for listening everybody bye